My mama told me when I was young We're all on superstars What does Lady Gaga's theme Born This Way have to do with ADHD and depression? Find out. There's nothing wrong with loving who you are She said cause he made you perfect Hello, this is Jessica Jimeno, and you are listening to Flip Switch, the podcast and blog that helps teens and 20-somethings understand depression and bipolar disorder. Last week, we started a new series called In Other Words. Part 1 featured an interview with an 18-year-old girl with bipolar disorder. We talked about how when you wake up tired in the morning, you don't say, I'm so cancer today. Or if your coworker trips over something, you don't say, he's being so MS today. Society does not joke around about physical illnesses. However, mental illnesses have become punchlines. Words like bipolar, ADD, OCD, and retard have become verbal footballs tossed around carelessly. We're so used to hearing people say, she's so bipolar when they're angry at someone or he's so ADD to describe an energetic person. But in other words asks, what is life with these illnesses really like? Today, in part two, Ellie, a college student, tells us how ADHD affects her daily life. We'll look for other words to describe people and things that have nothing to do with ADD. My name is Ellie, and I'm from the Chicago suburbs. I will be 21 years old in a couple weeks. This coming fall, I will be a senior at the University of Iowa. What type of ADHD were you diagnosed with? The combined type of ADHD, which is both inattentive and hyperactive impulsive. I was diagnosed in June 2009 right before my 19th birthday. What are some symptoms of your illness? I was always a really good student, but I never felt that I was doing as well as I really should be given how much I study. I talk fast, I talk loud, and I talk in circles. And I sometimes forget completely what I just said. I get bored really easily, procrastinate. I have a really hard time just paying attention in class or even finding the motivation to go to class. The teacher is talking really fast. I am a big notes person, feel like I'm really behind if I don't get every single little word down exactly how the teacher it. So if I miss one little thing, I pretty much give up. I'm done for the next hour and 50 minutes. Taking tests, I notice every tiny little thing, like if the color of my pen is off, it ends up distracting me during my test. I have a big problem with not reading the question fully. I end up making careless mistakes. When I get the test back and see all the mistakes I made, I can immediately notice what the correct answer is and then I kick myself. I could read a book over and over and over again and never know what happened. I would have read the book, I would have taken notes on it, but the next day when my teacher gave me the quiz, I would have gotten like zero and I would tell my teacher, I'd, hey, I, look, I read it, but it just didn't show up at all. I can't retain information very well, I guess. Let's just discuss some myths people have about ADHD. Looking at Twitter, I could find a whole stream of people just using ADD in the following way. I don't want to do homework. I'm so ADD. Or I don't want to take this final. I'm so ADD. How does this make you feel? It just hurts me because you have no idea what I go through on a daily basis every second of the day to get through the day and to try to be normal and then having to live with stigma. What misconception about ADHD hurts you the most? The misconception is a two-parter where I've heard a lot of people say that they don't even think ADHD is real and that people that have it give it to themselves. They have it because they're lazy or they're stupid and they just don't care to work at school. What other words can we use besides ADD? When people say, I don't want to do my homework, I'm ADD. Well, duh, I don't want to do my homework, but it's not because I have ADHD that I don't want to do my homework. <laughs> it's because I don't want to do my homework. <laughs> I'd rather be watching TV. I'd rather be going out with my friends. I don't want to do my homework today. I'm human. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to do my homework ever, but that doesn't mean you don't do it or it doesn't mean you have a disability 
disability because of it. You're a kid. You have a personality. You're goofy. And if somebody has a lot of energy, they could say, I'm caffeinated. Yeah, I, I drank a little bit too much Diet Coke today. <laughs> They're like disabilities, left you outcast, but leader teased. Rejoice and love yourself today, because baby, you were born this how much of your life is affected by ADHD? A hundred percent. How did it affect you in school before you got a diagnosis? Before I was diagnosed, I dealt with it. With reading, I never retained it. I got burnt out so easily. How has your academic life changed since you got that diagnosis? Right after my diagnosis, when I went back to school, I started working with student disabilities here at Iowa. Because of that, at the beginning of every semester, I go talk to my individual teachers for my different classes. And we agree on times and dates that I can take my exams. When I do take my exams, I take them at Student Disabilities. So I'm not taking them with the rest of my class. I'm instead taking them in a little room that has maximum of 10 people in it. And I also get time and a half for my exams now. For example, my finals are all two hours long. I actually get three hours. If there's a pop quiz and I don't feel ready to take it, I can take it another time. As for note taking, I can have the teacher announcing class if anybody is willing to show another student their notes which is helpful because then I can focus on the lecture. My professors are also obligated to give me notes if I feel I need them. Having all of those things accessible to me has helped me a lot. I'm a lot more motivated. I have really let go of that need to be perfect. I can accept the Bs now. I do retain more information. I still have to read over and over and over again, but it has helped me a lot. Diagnosis for me was the biggest blessing I could have gotten. How did ADHD affect your relationships before you got a diagnosis? They were a disaster. My family family and I had a very, very rocky relationship. I have three younger brothers. My mom was really sick when I was younger. My dad worked a lot. So I really helped raise my little brothers. And I never wanted to ask for help with anything because I wanted my parents to be there for my little brothers. And I was really, really introverted. I was afraid to share anything about myself with anybody. I was just a very, very unhappy person. And I was also very angry and very irritable. One time I didn't want to go to basketball camp during the summer. I ended up being so angry that my mom left to go pick up one of my brothers. And on her way out, when she was pulling out of the driveway, I started banging on the window because I was so angry trying to get her attention and I ended up smashing the window and getting five stitches in my thumb. With friends, I had a lot of friends but I never really felt connected to them. I just really didn't care about them at all and it was really hard for me to see all my friends succeed when I couldn't do it and I didn't know why. I also never had a date to a dance, all nine dances in high school including prom. I was petrified of getting rejected. I just couldn't relate to guys very well. You've discussed how your relationships were in three different ways, your family, your friends and the opposite sex. So how have your relationships changed since your diagnosis? My relationships have been a complete 180. My family, I am so much closer to them now. I want to be around them more often and I don't have as much trouble talking with my parents. I can talk to them about my life and I don't feel like I'm being judged. One of my little brothers, I was always really, really butting heads with him and now he and I are a lot closer because my mood swings and my outbursts have taken a major backseat. We've become a lot stronger happier family. Especially with my dad, I always had a really bad relationship with him. I remember when I first told him about my ADHD, he said, I always thought you could have tried harder, which is the number one thing that ADHD kids hear a lot and it makes them hurt. Since being diagnosed, my dad and I have had a lot stronger relationship. I've talked to him about my feelings, about what he said. I've explained to him that it's not something that I can control because I'm doing the best I can. He understands about our friendships. I have a lot stronger friendships. I am a lot better at 
making friends. Now I'm a lot less afraid to go out and be myself. I'm a really goofy person and I sing and I dance and I talk a lot and I'm not afraid to be myself. They see me for who I am and I actually care about my friends now. I ask for help when I need it. My friends all have noticed the change in me. With other relationships like boyfriends, I have had one boyfriend. It was a really great relationship. It was long distance. It ended up not working out because of that. I would have never been able to have that relationship if I hadn't been diagnosed because I never would have been myself. What other changes were brought on by the diagnosis? Before I was diagnosed, I was suicidal in junior high and part of high school. I had no motivation to exercise. I was overweight, but since I've been diagnosed, I'm so much happier and I feel like I have a chance at having a really successful, happy life. After I started my medication, I started exercising a lot more. Within months, I dropped 50 pounds. What is your treatment? Two different medications, Concerta and Lexapro, which is an antidepressant. What is one piece of advice you would give to somebody listening who also has ADHD? Own it. It's not a death sentence. You were born this way. To steal a line from Lady Gaga, you were born this way. You don't really have a choice in the matter, so get the help you need. God made me the way I am for a reason, and I have to accept it and move on. When I was younger, we were a family that went to church every Sunday. I really believed that I can do anything with him. And the reason I'm still working towards getting better is because I know he made me this way for a reason. And I haven't figured out what that reason is, but I know that there is a reason. And I know my life is supposed to be more than just being bogged down by mental illness. To conclude, if you have a disability, as Ellie demonstrated, explore reasonable accommodations at school and at work. Language is a powerful tool. Transform your words. Restore compassion. Stop the stigma. In the next podcast, part three of In Other Words, we'll talk to a 20-something lawyer who has overcome OCD. Until then, you can always hear other podcasts and read my blogs on the FlipSwitch page at www.bpkids.org forward slash FlipSwitch forward slash podcast. Leave a comment. This is Jessica Jimeno signing off and saying thank you for listening to FlipSwitch. I'm on the right track, baby, I was born this way, hey.